Hey everybody, hope you're doing really well and uh, I'm excited to bring you this word today and um, I don't know how you are all doing. Some of you are probably going through a bit of a difficult season at the moment. Some of you because of COVID, some of you nothing to do with COVID. You were going through a difficult season before all of this happened but I just think that there's some lessons we can learn today from a man in scripture who is going through a difficult season and I'm excited, I really am excited to share this with you today. I, I believe it's really going to help some people and I know it's helped me as I've put it together. And so I'm just going to read you the story and a scripture and then I want to pull five things out of that scripture that I believe will help us to understand how we should respond and how we should react when going through a difficult season so that we can see Jesus and see God in the middle of it. And so the story is in Mark 10, 46 to 52. It's a story of blind man Bartimaeus. And it says that they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said, Cheer up, get on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. Such a crazy question. It's pretty obvious what he wanted him to do. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received the sight and he followed Jesus down the road. If anyone's going through a difficult season, it's blind man Bartimaeus. Not only is he blind, but he is impoverished as well. He has no money. He survives by begging and of the goodwill of people. This guy is not just going through a difficult season. He's having an incredibly difficult life. Yet in the middle of that, we see some things that I believe will really help us to understand when we're going through difficult times, how we should respond and react so that we can see Jesus in the middle of a difficult season. I think the first thing that we have to understand from the story is don't wait for perfect conditions. In Mark 10, 46, it says they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples to give up with a large crowd. You see, the chance of him getting to see Jesus when there's such a large crowd. And when we say large crowd, we're not talking about 30 or 40 or 50 people. We have to remember where Jesus had a large crowd. They followed him out into the middle of nowhere where he had to feed them. You know, 5,000 men plus women and children. And then a little bit later on, there's 4,000 men plus women and children again. When Jesus has a large crowd, we're not talking about 50 or 60. We're talking about thousands. And so the chances of uh, Bartimaeus getting to Jesus when there's so many people around him was really, really slim. I mean, the noise and everything. Here he is sitting by the roadside blind, just calling out. It's not like he was visible. It's not like his head and shoulders above the rest. It's not like it was the perfect conditions for him. A guy who makes a living by begging is trying to get hold of Jesus. 
And if you're begging for money for a living, if that's your role, if that's the only way that you survive, then right now, actually the perfect thing for him to do would be to beg with such a large crowd around. I mean, it's like, it's like make hay while the sun shines. It's like this is the time where he wants to beg the most to get the money that he needs. Yet at this time where he has a bigger crowd around him than he probably normally has and the opportunity to get more income than he probably normally does, he's crying out to Jesus for help. You see, when we're going through difficult times, there's no wrong time to call out to Jesus for help. You can't wait for the perfect conditions. I hear people say, oh, when I get this sorted or when I get that sorted or once this has happened or once that has happened, then I'll... No, no, no. There's no perfect time to cry out to Jesus. There's no perfect condition for calling out to Jesus. If you're going through a difficult season, if you're going through a difficult time, the right time to call out to Jesus is now. And we see that in Bartimaeus. It was the right time, irrelevant of what was going on around him. The right time to call out to Jesus is the time that you need him. The second thing that I see about blind man Bartimaeus is that he concentrated on what he had, not what he didn't have. You see, some people never see Jesus during a difficult time because they're so focused on what they don't have instead of what they do have. He could have been so focused on the fact that he couldn't see or what he didn't have, he didn't have his sight, that he could have ignored what he did have. You see, in Mark 10, 47, it says, When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David. You see, it was impossible for a blind man to see Jesus, but he could hear Jesus. He could hear that he was coming. He could hear that the God of miracles was coming. He couldn't see him, but he could hear him. And he heard that Jesus was coming. He couldn't see, but he could speak. You see, the thing about Bartimaeus is that he realized this, is that he realized he can't get to Jesus, so he was going to use what he had to get Jesus to come to him. He couldn't see Jesus to get to him, but he had a voice to call out to him. And so he began to shout and he used what he had, his voice, to get hold of Jesus. And when you're going for a difficult season or a difficult time, it's easy to get so focused on what we don't have that we miss out on using what we do have to experience Jesus in our difficult time. And you may not be able to see Jesus and your current situation or circumstance, but you can hear him. So use what you have. Maybe you're thinking right now, well, I can't even hear him, but you can speak. You can prophesy. You can quote the scriptures. You can do whatever you, you've got a voice. You can speak. You've got to use what you have. When you're going through difficult times, we need to concentrate on what we do have rather than what we don't have. Don't, don't concentrate on what there's a lack of. Concentrate on what you've currently got. As he said to Moses, what do you have in your hand? Moses thought, he didn't. I don't have an army. How am I going to get the people out of Egypt? It's not what you don't have. It's what you do have that matters. And in this case of Bartimaeus, he couldn't see, but he had a voice. And so he used what he had to the best of his ability because he couldn't get to Jesus, but he knew using what he had, he could get Jesus to come to him. The third thing that we have to be able to do when we're going through a difficult season, the first thing is don't wait for the perfect condition. The second thing is use what you have. 
The third thing is don't be swayed by public opinion. In Mark 10, 48, it says many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, here he is trying to get his miracle, trying to get his breakthrough. And public opinion is like, mate, be quiet, shush. You know, like, you're just a beggar. Stay there, be quiet, do your begging. You need to keep your voice down. The crowd told the beggar to be quiet. But he needed a miracle. He needed Jesus to come into his world. And so he overcame the crowd to get in contact with Jesus. You might need a miracle right now. You might need God to do something miraculous right now. You might be going through a difficult season right now. And you need Jesus to show up. You must overcome the crowd. You must overcome the people that are telling you to be quiet, the crowd that is raising its voice, just like the blind beggar Bartimaeus, to experience Christ in a meaningful, powerful way. You have to be able to rise up above the noise of the crowd. If you listen to the crowd when they rebuked him, when they told him to be quiet, it's a strong possibility that he never would have ever received his sight, that he would have gone to eternity without ever receiving his sight. He would have gone to the grave still blind if he listened to the crowd. He would have continued living in a difficult season if he listened to the crowd. I just want to give you three types of people that you're going to look out for when you're going through a difficult season, three types of people that you've got to overcome that you're going to rise above the noise of. The first type of person is what I call a faith sucker. They're the people that show up in your life that just try and suck the faith out of you. You know, we're called to be people of faith, and yet when we go through a difficult time, there can be people around us that tell us to be quiet, to hush, stop bothering Jesus, be quiet, just like they told the blind man, hey, hold your peace. We get people telling us, hey, that's really cool, but just settle down. Don't, don't be so passionate about things. What are they doing? They're rebuking you. They're sucking the faith out of you. And there are people who will suck the faith out of you, just like the crowd was trying to suck it out of Bartimaeus. And you have to learn to overcome faith suckers so that you can receive God when you're going through a difficult situation. The second kind of person that can voice up in the crowd that you've got to overcome are what I call faith intimidators. He couldn't see them. Remember, this is a large crowd. It's not just a few. It's a large crowd. He can't see them. He's sitting on the ground on the roadside. They're surrounding him. They're rebuking him. They're telling him to be quiet. He, he, he couldn't see what was going on. He didn't know what was about to happen. Can you imagine how intimidating it was for him to know that he was surrounded by such a huge amount of people that are telling him to be quiet and to shush and he's sitting there all by himself, no one supporting him, calling out to Jesus. And there's just this large crowd just rebuking him and telling him to be quiet. He didn't know whether one of them was going to hit him, punch him, kick him. He didn't understand any of what was going to be going on. I, I can't think of anything more intimidating for a beggar than, that is blind than that. The blind man made a living, remember, he made a living from begging from the very crowd that he was now upsetting. He made a living. He paid his bills because of the crowd for his begging. He is now upsetting 
the very people who put clothes on his back, that put uh, food in his stomach, he is irritating them and he is upsetting them. And they're trying to intimidate him and get him to be quiet. How intimidating would it be for him when he's all on his own? Nobody's supporting him. Nobody's cheering him on. He's isolated. He's by himself. Nobody there to support him. They're just rebuking him. And some of you, when you're going through a tough season, or maybe you're going through a season now, you may feel exactly the same, that nobody believes in you. Nobody thinks it can happen. Nobody thinks that God can come free for you. Nobody thinks that your marriage can be restored. Nobody thinks that your kids are going to get saved. Nobody thinks that you're going to get that job or that financial breakthrough that you need. And you're all by yourself and you feel like you're all alone. You know, people are trying to suck the faith out of you, intimidate you into quitting and believing in God or what he says. And you get, and yet in the middle of that, you still believe that God can show up. But you're the only one. How difficult is it when people are intimidating you and you have to stand up for God all by yourself? But the thing is, you have to overcome the faith suckers and the faith intimidators. He overcame people who were trying to intimidate him out of believing in God. And you will too in difficult seasons. The third type of person in the crowd are what I call faith mockers. When you're believing God in a difficult season, it can be embarrassing sometimes because people are like, where is your God? I thought, I thought God loved you. I thought he was for you. He's shouting out to Jesus and nothing is happening. He hasn't got God's attention yet. Jesus isn't doing anything. I mean, absolutely nothing has happened. And the crowd come over and the people are mocking him. Come on, dude, be quiet. Quit all the yelling. You're embarrassing yourself. Nothing is happening. He's not going to come over to you. Nothing is happening, but you're believing in God, but nothing seems to be happening. There's no answer. There's no U-turn. There's no turnaround. There's no remedy. You know, sometimes faith can make you look stupid. Why? Because faith is believing God for something that hasn't happened yet. Sometimes it can be embarrassing believing and standing for something when nothing has happened yet and everybody else is telling you to quit. He's believing for his sight, even though it hasn't happened yet. And yet that's what faith is. Faith is, living by faith is, oftentimes makes you look silly because you're believing for something that you haven't seen yet. Faith can make you look stupid. And I'm here to tell you, people will try and suck the faith out of you. They will try and intimidate you and they will try to embarrass you. They'll try to mock your faith. And I'm here to tell you, you've got to keep believing in God. Don't let go, just like Bartimaeus. Don't let go of what it is that you believe. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop turning up to church. Don't stop being in a connect group. Don't stop serving in a team. Don't stop giving. Don't stop doing all the things that you know that you need to do that are kingdom principles that's going to bring God into your situation. You stay plugged in to everything that is going on. Don't let people talk you out of believing God and standing up for his word and praying and fasting and hoping and believing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Remember, faith is believing and speaking. And we're going to continue on that route no matter what the crowd says. First thing is don't wait for the perfect conditions. The second thing is use what you have. The third thing is you've got to overcome the crowd. The fourth thing is, is that 
And amongst all of this chaos and everything else, the beautiful part about what happens is a story starts to turn here because Jesus hears the cry of desperate people. Jesus hears the cry of desperate people. And Mark 10, 49, it says, Jesus stopped and said, call him. I love that. I love that in the midst of all of this chaos, of all of this noise and these throngs of people that he heard the cry of a desperate man. And he said, call him. The crowd's flocking around Jesus. He's sitting on the roadside. He's shouting through all the noise. He's shouting through all the chaos. People are telling him to be quiet. All the racket and the noise. But Jesus heard the cry of a desperate blind beggar. And Jesus stopped in his tracks to the desperate cry. You see, Jesus hears the desperate cries of his people. Through all the noise, through all the ruckus, he hears us. He hears your tears that you've cried in the middle of the night. He sees the pain that's in your heart. He hears every prayer that you are uttering to him. Jesus hears. You keep praying. You keep believing God because Jesus hears the cries of desperate people. And in verse 49 of Mark 10, it says, So they called to the blind man and they said, Cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. I love it there. Only a few seconds earlier, they're saying, be quiet, shut up, stop your talking, stop your yelling. Isn't it funny how amazing how people who were against you, as soon as God turns up, all of a sudden they're for you. Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you, they said. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. You see... There's an interesting thing that it says here in this verse. It says he, throwing away, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What was so important about this cloak that the writer of the book of Mark would make it an important thing? Why would he even mention the throwing of the cloak to one side? In what way is that relevant to this whole entire story? Well, Commentaries and commentators on scripture suggest that back in those days, beggars and lepers and different ones had different colored cloaks or different types of cloaks, depending on what their ailment was, depending on whether they're blind or whether they're lame or whatever it may have been, that they had these cloaks so that people could identify them as legit beggars. In other words, that they weren't going to be conned by people who were saying that they were beggars or blind or lame when they weren't. And so this cloak was very important to him because it legitimized his ability to beg and earn an income from people's goodness. And so when he's throwing his cloak aside, remember he's still blind at this moment. His chances of finding that cloak again are very slim, but he threw the cloak aside, the very thing that brought him the comfort, the security, his ability to live is what he threw aside. This blind man was willing to throw aside this cloak so that he could follow Jesus. I want to ask you this morning, what is it that you need to throw aside so that you can see Jesus during your difficult time? What, what is it in your world? What do you and I need to throw aside so that we can see Jesus in this difficult season? Is it pride? Is pride one of the things that we need to throw aside? 
We want everybody to think that we're doing okay. We've got, a, we've got a smile on the face, we've got the makeup on, we've got all the right clothes on, the right look. But in reality, internally, we're crumbling apart, we're falling apart. Is it pride that we need to throw aside? Is it, is it anger and resentment and bitterness that we need to throw aside? Not just towards people, but maybe it's towards God. Why God? Why have you let this happen to me? Why am I going through this? Why is this so painful? I thought you loved me. Why am I struggling? What 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 are you doing here, God? Maybe it's it's something towards him that you want. Maybe there's a bitterness that's in your heart that you need to take it and throw it to one side and say, you know what matters right now in this moment? It's not the hurt. It's not the pain. It's not why is this happening to me? What I need right now is I need to experience Jesus. And you need to take it and you need to throw it aside so that you can see Jesus in your difficult season. Because I don't think it's possible to see the goodness of God when we are so bound up and caught up carrying the cloak of pride or bitterness or hurt or pain. It's very hard to see Jesus when everything is filtered through the cloak. But he threw the cloak to one side. And and I don't think that it's... Uh, a coincidence that after he threw the cloak aside, Jesus said this to him in verse 51. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, I want to see. Sometimes I think we've got to throw stuff to one side so that Jesus can actually get to our hearts. And in this case, he says, well, what is it that you want from me? And he goes, I want to see. You see, the first thing the blind man had to do once Jesus starts speaking to him is he had to get real. He had to be real about his situation. He had to be honest about his situation. He's basically saying to him, I need a miracle. Some of us need to get honest. I need help in my marriage. I need help with my kids. I'm going through financial difficulty and I need help. I'm in a rough relationship right now and I need help. Things are difficult. I need you to show up in my situation. You see, he was real with Jesus. Not only did he throw aside the cloak, the thing that basically labeled him and decided who he was, but he was real. He was honest. He was open. He wasn't trying to hide anything. He wasn't trying to be something that he wasn't. He was straight with Jesus. And here's the cool thing about Jesus. And the fifth thing that I believe we can learn from Bartimaeus is Follow Jesus when times turn good, not just when they're bad. Jesus says to him in verse 52, he doesn't say to him, come here so I can lay hands on you and pray for you. He says to him, go, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. You see, the most important thing we can learn from blind man Bartimaeus in this story from this blind beggar, this person that had nothing, the most important thing that we can learn from him is I think he understood something here in the scripture that sometimes we don't understand, is he understood that the most important thing right now was not even him receiving his sight, but it was him following Jesus. That the most important thing for him right now wasn't to get his eyesight back, but he understood the most important thing in his life right now was following after Jesus. When things were bad, when things were difficult, he called out to Jesus. He pursued Jesus. He pursued him with passion. 
But when things turned good and he received the miracle, the Bible says that he continued to follow Jesus on the road. He didn't stop. He didn't just get his miracle and walk away. The same passion, the same verbency, the same uh, just possession that possessed that he was. He just pursued Christ even after the miracle. It didn't change anything. And if I know anything right now from things that I've seen and things that I've heard from different pastors around the nation and different people that I talk to, is that, friend, we, there are a lot of people in our nation right now who are looking for Jesus during this difficult season. They're looking for him. They're looking for something. They're trying to find the answer to their problems. A lot of people are turning to Jesus. A lot of people are giving their lives to him. They're looking for answers and they're looking for hope. And, you know, if you're looking for something because of this difficult season, you're looking for Jesus, I commend you. Like, go after Jesus with everything you've got. Turn to him. He is the answer and he is the solution to everything that's going on in your world. But can I just say this? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. When Jesus shows up in your life, when the economy turns around, when you get the job that you've been after, when your marriage gets restored, when your body gets healed, when your child comes home, don't turn your back on God. Don't just use him to get yourself out of a difficult situation, but follow the example of Bartimaeus and continue to follow on. Follow Jesus during good times and follow Jesus during bad times. Don't back out of church when all of this ends and things start turning around. A real committed follower of Christ follows Jesus during the good and the bad. And today is your day to follow after Jesus with a whole heart. There's no better time than doing that right now. I thank God that Blind Bartimaeus has shown us five things that we can do. Don't wait for the perfect season. Use what you have. Don't let the crowd intimidate you out of it. Whatever you do, be honest with him about what you're facing. Don't, don't, don't let the stuff that's holding you stop you. Throw it to one side. And then when things turn around, continue on pursuing him. Don't stop pursuing him. Keep going after him. Follow him in the good times. Follow him in the bad times. Just follow him.